It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams, presented by Porky's Original Barbecue, Apopka. We're back on campus. Of course, this is the first week of school, and we're back on campus at Apopka High School for Blue Dollar Sports Central. Of course, we're looking forward to the big preseason football game tonight, which we will be covering on 1520 WBZW. Kickoff starts at 7 p.m., and Joe Ferraro and I will have all the action for you. Right now, we're very pleased to be joined, of course, by Athletic Director Fred Priest and by Apopka High's new principal, Mr. Matt Arnold. Matt, thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Try again. Absolutely. Thank you for having me today. There we go. He is louder than that. I've, I've, I've heard him talk, and he's way louder than what Joe had him. I promise you. And it's great to have you join us on our, our first show this fall. And um, can you just tell us a little bit about um, you becoming the principal at Apopka and, and, and your impressions so far? Well, one thing, uh, I've been at six different high schools, and this morning we had a pep rally at 6.40 a.m. It was awesome. I mean, you talk about really getting the, the spirit and the pride going at the beginning of the day, just working towards the football game, and it was amazing. So just seeing the, the band players, the, the cheerleaders, the color guard, we had both mascots out there in the courtyard. Um, and I've never seen anything like that at any of the other schools I've been at. So 6:40 pep rally, everybody was excited, jumping around, having a good time. So it was it was pretty excitement, exciting atmosphere. What a great way to get Friday started! Absolutely, yeah. Now, Mr. Arnold, can you tell us about? You know, I know that uh, you're coming coming to Apopka, and you know, what, what what are some of your goals? You know, for the for the educational experience for the for the young people. Well, definitely to create additional opportunities for them. We want to increase the the opportunities that they can have choices when they graduate. We want them to have choices on where they can go to be accepted to college or what field they go into as far as a career. So increasing the number of opportunities and choices they have by the time they finish their K-12 education. And, and can you talk to us just a little bit about you know, what what led you to choose education as a career, and and what shows you to uh, want to want to become a principal and administrator? For me, it was a calling to become an educator. And uh, then as I was teaching, I taught in the classroom for about eight years, and then I wanted to have an impact, a greater impact than the 150 students in my room. I love teaching. I love being in the classroom. I'd go back in a heartbeat. But I also wanted to have a greater impact and uh, one of my goals is to put as many positive role models in front of kids as I can and from what I've seen here just being here for the first month and a half there's a lot of good people on this campus and um, been very impressed you listen to Blue Darter Sports Central it's our first broadcast of the fall technically I know it's still summer but we're back on campus it's first week of school coming to you live from Apopka High School with athletic director Fred Priest and Apopka High's brand new principal Mr. Matt Arnold now uh, just let me interrupt you just for a second because there's some underlying thing here that needs to really kind of come out uh, because if it doesn't 
uh, was going to get passed by. And I think you really need to know. Is he Mr. Arnold's this educator guy? But you need to understand that he's also he's a college basketball official. Okay, really? So yeah, he's that guy that's on the other side over there. <laughs> not, not not that there's any problem, you know, with between the two. But uh, I, I just needed Roger to know that a little bit, so maybe you know to explore that some. But uh, there there's an athletic background there with Mr. Arnold as well. No, absolutely, <laughs> he's a, a former athletic director at Winter Park High. Absolutely. But um, well, why don't we talk about that now? Can, it, First of all, what what uh, you know, led you to want to want to be a, a, a basketball official? Well, I I actually have refereed football games for Coach Darlington back when I was like, oh no, back, back when I was probably 24, 25 years old. I'm almost old. afraid to even go there. And he still came. And he still came. Actually, not that long ago. It was probably, uh, I think it was late 90s. And whenever he was at Eustis High School, I used to referee a little football as well. But um, only did that for about 11 years or so. But um, basketball, I've refed a lot of games for uh, Scott Williams, our head basketball coach, since 80. 1988. So um, it was a part-time job while I was in college, a great way to earn a little extra income. And then it, I just fell in love with it as a avocation and a hobby. And I've been doing it for about 28 years. Now, are there, and there might not be, but I mean, are there any things that you take from your experience as an, an official, as a referee, um, that you can apply to being a principal? I think the opportunity to have some diverse um, experiences and it gives you different perspectives. Being the athletic director, you know, you ha- I got a perspective of certain things. Being coach, I've coached four or five different sports. Being a teacher, uh, being an official. So being in those various roles and an assistant principal, an administrator, a principal, having those different perspectives just gives you a more round, well-rounded view of what an overall sports program should look like. Speaking with Mr. Matt Arnold, he's the new principal at Apopka High School. Of course, Fred Priest is here as well. Later in our program, we'll hear from Coach Darlington, of course, and he'll give us his insights on where the team is right now. And, of course, the big preseason game versus uh, Lake City, Columbia at home is tonight, 7 p.m. kickoff. We'll have all the action, Joe and I will, on 1520 WBCW and, of course, 1520 WBCW.com. So Blue Daughters around Florida, across America, and around the world can listen to Apopka Blue Daughter football. Now, now, I'd like to talk, we'll get back to, to football and sports in just a moment, but one of the great things about Apopka High School, one of the great traditions are the other extracurricular activities, which you even uh, talked about this morning at the Pep Valley. We've got a f- phenomenal band with its own wonderful history and tradition and legacy. Um, the, the other extracurricular activities, the, the Glee Club, who've actually performed Before, yeah. on our program yeah, yeah. before yeah. Uh, under the direction of, of Miss, Mrs. Boot. Right. Um, can you talk about just, just the, the aspect of, of, of participating in other activities and how to, uh, how that relates to the educational experience? Absolutely. Research shows that when kids are involved in, in an activity outside of the normal seven-period day, that they are going to be more academically successful. So our goal is to get every one of our 3,230 kids involved in an extracurricular activity. Um, they're going to be more successful academically, and they're going to feel a, a deeper connection to the school, uh, develop deeper school pride. So that's definitely a goal is to get everybody connected in an extracurricular activity. And now can you talk about um, 
you, know, you as I said, you served as athletic director at Winter Park High, and can you just talk about that experience? Well, we had about 50 clubs. We had 68 sports teams, and just the opportunity to work with all of those sponsors of the 50 clubs, all of the coaches of the 68 sports teams, and um, winning the the state all sports award um, for the best athletic program. So it was it was a really neat opportunity. Um, that led into me becoming an administrator. So experiences that I'll draw on forever. Now, if I remember correctly, you were you went to high school at, at Auburndale, yes, in Polk County, Bloodhounds, which and that's uh, yeah, has some similarities to to Apopka. It's, it's uh, you know we're not so rural anymore, but yeah, that's our traditions. And you know Auburndale's a small town in, in Polk County. And um, can you talk about does that relate at all to your experience maybe coming to Apopka? Definitely. It's kind of a community school feel where um, everything around Apopka kind of revolves around the, um, uh, the school and everything that's going on at the school. And the, just the atmosphere I've sensed in the last uh, month and a half is very similar to the school I grew up with. Now, Apopka is a much bigger, bigger city than Auburndale. It's a bigger school. But it, it doesn't feel big. It feels like a small community that's really tight-knit. And that's it's, it's a pretty cool feeling that I've gotten in the last month and a half. And you've addressed this, and we're speaking with Mr. Matt Arnold. He's the new principal at Apopka High School. Of course, Fred Priest is here as well. Later we'll talk to Coach Darlington on Blue Daughter Sports Central. Talked a little bit about this, but looking at your background, um, you, you is it, was it Southwest Middle School you most recently at, and that's over in the in the West Orange County area, Dr. Phillips area? Yes, I've been at it, Southwest. You, you, you've been at Evans yep. High School. Uh, you served there. You served at Winter Park. Yep. Obviously, those are very diverse uh, public schools and public school communities. Can you address how that might have prepared you for your role as principal at Apopka? Well, all of those diverse experiences help me to have a perspective Um, a well-rounded perspective to try and meet the needs of every kid on our campus. Um, Whether, no matter what background they're coming from, I've had experiences working with all students, and our goal is to meet the needs of every single student on our campus. Now, anything else you'd like to share with us? I'm still pretty pumped about that 6.40 a.m. pep rally. Being at uh, many schools, I have never seen that. And it was it was pretty neat experience this morning. Well, we're hoping, that, you know, I don't know what it'll, it'll look like tonight, but uh, you know, Mr. Arnold's looking forward to uh, what happens on Friday nights here. And, you know, of course, the bigger the game, the more the people that are out there and that kind of thing. So we're hoping for a good crowd tonight. We want to encourage everybody to be here, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, and and uh, let's let's show Mr. Arnold that uh, Popka spirit. Uh, the first game out, our team is uh, ranked number one preseason. We'll put that on Rick right away. He's not going to talk about that, but I can. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of excitement about our football team um, coming into the season uh, from around the state already, and I think there's good reason for that. Uh, I, I think I've mentioned before we probably looked as good as I've seen us in the spring uh, that we've been in a while. Uh, and if, it, if this is a typical Apopka football team, it just gets better. And so, you know, if we bar injuries or that kind of thing, uh, you know, that, it should be a good thing. So hopefully people can come out tonight and show Mr. Arnold what uh, Apopka community is about on, on football Friday nights. tell you one quick experience. I think it was two weeks ago on a Tuesday night. It's 9-10. 
I went out to the um, 9, 10 p.m. I went out to the practice football field and just watching the football practice. And, yes, it was 9, 10 with absolutely no lights. Probably a pre prequel to Friday Night Lights could be Tuesday Night Pitch Black. <laughs> but um, I was standing out there, couldn't even see my hand in front of my face hardly, and uh, they're doing 80-yard L sprints and uh, and competing at a high level um, just in their, in their sprints. And uh, what stuck out to me most, though, was after the practice, all 450 players... <laughs> and and 40 43 coaches <laughs> they all they all huddled up at the 50 yard line and um, and just list every single coach debriefed the practice and half of them used the word love i love you guys i love you guys and all of them had an aspect of i care about you guys so the way that our coaches connected with the kids you know, they started with that. They started with the praise, and then they went into some corrective feedback, say, this is how we can get better. But I was so impressed driving home that night with the level that our coaches care about the kids, and that, that really impressed me. Roger, just, uh, I know we're going to break, but can we continue that when we get back? Yeah, absolutely. Great insights. Mr. Arnold, thank you for joining us today, and thank you for this opportunity to come here and do Blue Dart Sports Central and to broadcast the popular Blue Dart football. Thanks for having me. Mr. Matt Arnold, the new principal at Apopka High. We'll be right back with Fred Priest and Coach Dree. We'll join us a little bit later on Blue Darter Sports Central. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central. Roger Franklin Williams. We're glad you're here. Coming to you live from the campus of Apopka High School. It's Football Friday. Preseason game tonight versus Lake City, Columbia, one of the longtime traditional powers in Florida high school football, will be tonight on campus right here. And, of course, we'll have all the action for you, Joe Ferraro and I, starting at 7 p.m. right to the end. On 1520 WBZW. And I wanted to remind you, too, that you can get it. Blue Daughters around Florida, across the USA, and around the globe can get Blue Daughters broadcast, football broadcast at 1520wbzw.com. We're back with Fred Priestess joining us, of course. We'll talk to Coach Darlington later in our program, but we're also very pleased to be joined by the new principal at Apopka High School, Mr. Matt Arnold. And Fred, before we went to break, Mr. Arnold was talking about he visited a practice on a, um, an evening earlier this week, and he talked about you know, a variety of things, but especially the post-practice um, atmosphere, if you will, and the attitude of the coaches um, as, as they uh, reviewed practice and critique practice and kind of an uplifting type of a tone. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was good that, that Mr. Arnold saw that because I think it's uh, indicative of what a lot of our coaches do. Maybe not exactly how they do it, but that they care about our kids on and off the field. They care about them doing the right things. But I think the big thing about football is people look at our program. You know, there's a movement in our county to get a, get rid of freshman football. And the reason being is because they don't get the numbers for freshman football. And it's always hard to do. Okay. Well, of course, we get 70 to 80 kids out for freshman football. And then they stay. You know, we've got a full, uh, you know, we can only take 60 kids to the playoffs when we go to the playoffs. 
We always have 60. In fact, we have usually around 70 and 10. They kind of interchange out as we go through, depending on how well they practice throughout the week if they get to wear a uniform on that Friday night. And so, But my point is this. Our coaches work them hard. You know, we've talked about this before, that the Popka program, the edge that the Popka program gets is what everybody used to do 20 years ago, and not everybody does anymore. And if, if, if Rick were to go somewhere and run this program somewhere else in another school in this county, he might not get to keep his job because he wouldn't be able to do that. And because people would leave and kids wouldn't come out. We get 130 kids come out, for, and they keep coming. And these guys still work them hard. But the difference is what Mr. Arnold said. They care about it. The kids know that, you know, at the end of the day, kids love the idea that you have an expectation for them and you have boundaries for them. And they know what those boundaries are. And they can feel uh, secure in those boundaries, even if it's hard. Sometimes they don't like it. But but even if they don't even know it, they love it. And that's why they keep coming back. And, you know, that's why the program is as big as it is. You know, we don't need to be easier on those kids so they'll come out for football. That's not – they're going by it all the wrong way. So now they're trying to start drop programs, you know. And so that's why we always talk about we have a bigger walk-off program than we have a walk-on program like some of the other programs around that we won't mention that start with W-O. So anyway, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's, Mr. Arnold, you know, that's a – and I hope you get to experience that more with all of our coaches and, and with our football program and – and how those folks came out on the field when that organization from Wisconsin thought we ought not pray. And, right. and then all of a sudden we had a 1,000 people on the field praying. And some folks that never prayed before tell me I can't pray. That's what this community is like. And I think you're going to enjoy that. Yeah. I look forward to seeing the atmosphere tonight. And uh, I hear the, the parents come on the field after the game. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. And they get around the huddle. They hear for themselves all of the coaches debriefing so i'm just i'm really excited about tonight and being a part of my first blue darter game at apopka now i don't know if you knew this but i've i've been to a couple games before when i was the ad at winter park but they were when apopka visited winter park so um i'm looking forward to being to my first blue darter football game in um What's the name of the stadium? Roger Williams Field. <laughs> Roger Williams Field. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot or anything. <laughs> that was a test. You passed. Uh, you did good, Roger. <laughs> yeah, and, and just for uh, newer Blue Garters, that's uh, in honor of my father, who exactly. really established a culture of, of out sports excellence and excellence across the board Absolutely. at Popka High School when he came in 1946. Yep. Um, and it's great to see people such as you, Fred, and Coach Darlington, other great coaches, now Mr. Arnold, continuing uh, those uh, those traditions based on those those fundamental uh, exactly. pr- principles yep. um, of discipline, accountability, and most of all, love, love for the kids. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that um, what Mr. Arnold pointed out was that was when, when Coach Darlington came to Popkin in 1999. Um, that's exactly the thing that I noticed, and uh, what I what I mentioned is. You know, you hear from everywhere, other football coaches, other programs, you know, you know players, kids. But what, what you what you hear, and um, and, if, and if you guys could maybe observe to certain things too, is wow, how tough it is, and you know how Coach Darley it's, it's a disciplinarian, and you, you really gotta it's it's gotta be tough to play in the popular program. Not everybody can do it, and you know you, you hear all those kinds of things. But what what I witnessed when I went 
down to one of the post-game huddles, and I emphasized that you know, this is open to the public. This isn't a coach in a closed locker room talking to his team. He, Coach Darlington, and the other coaches address the team after every game, um, and it, anybody can walk up, parent, fan, anybody. Just it, It's a public forum. They're not doing anything in, in secret. The thing that I noticed was Coach Darlington's post-game comments were how positive they were. And how he always made, uh, you know, found some things positive to say t- to the guys. Now, yeah. of course, now during the course of that, depending on how the game went, there would be some, some critiques, if you will. But at the same time, it was never anything that was out of line or over the top. And, and the critiques, one thing I've noticed from Coach Darlington, too, is why I, why he has such credibility uh, with, with the players, is that the critiques were all 100% honest. <laughs> if, right, if he made exactly. a, if he cr- made a critique of somebody of something they didn't do right, or the team wasn't doing right, or a position group wasn't doing right, it, it was exactly the truth. Right, <laughs> and I think that's a big part of his of, of, of his credibility and success. But it's but the critiques are completely honest. But at the same time, it was always tempered with positive positive comments, and I think that that's. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. I can only speak for myself, but that's something that wasn't always wasn't always there in my experience. So. In the old days, right? <laughs> but you, I, but, but I think right. it's interesting that, that, that Mr. Arnold had noticed that, too, and I think that's a big part of the equation that, that not everybody really sees with Coach right. Darlington's program. Yeah, there's no question. And, and you know, it, because that's not the place, and it's not the time to do, you know, that when they go back to work on Monday and then they're watching film, it, the critiquing will be a little bit more, and it'll be, you know, a little bit more exact about how we got to do this. But the thing is, is they're great teachers. Uh, you know, I, I think Mr. Arnold would agree. I don't, I've not seen many great coaches that weren't great teachers. No doubt. that's what you're doing. You know, no doubt. You're teaching. And just one more thing about, about the football, uh, about Coach Darlington's program. You know, he, he always, one of the first things he'll always mention is his assistant coaches and how he couldn't do anything with, without his uh, assistant coaches. And, and, and he's right. right. I mean, exactly. and, and, but I think that goes back to him, too, because he seek, you know, a lot, a lot of you know, co- head coaches will just plug in anybody at an assistant coach. Uh, well, Coach Darlington seeks out top-notch coaches and we've got a top-notch assistant coach at, at every single position and he's got the wisdom to know that that's that's just help helping him uh do his job better and, and build a better program and of course not everybody in an administrative role really sees it that way well that's exactly right and mr arnold and i were talking about that the other night is that that pool of administrators that have an athletic background that understand the importance of athletics to an overall program we've talked about this before it's not it isn't an extracurricular thing you know it's not extra at all it's part of it you know uh, and so uh, and, and I and, and I'm, I'm really glad that when the wisdom of our people that that hired uh, mr. Arnold got that this community wasn't going to accept anything less than somebody that would get that but unfortunately, that pool is getting shallower and shallower. So, and it's, it really is unfortunate. Just to go back to the kids real quick. There's a lot of great things about this program that I that I like, but one of the things that I like the most is that in the banquet. I don't know if you guys been to the banquet or not. They're long, first of all. <laughs> you bring a knapsack. That's good. That's good. You but let me tell you, one of the things that they do is they bring up every senior gets a chance to talk. Wow. And they talk about their experience. And they go, some are short, some are longer. But they talk about how hard it was at the beginning. Some of them, the, the struggles they went through. Some of them from when they were on the team and then all of a sudden they found themselves in the doghouse and back. And what it meant to them and how it helped them. And, and I mean, if you want to know what this program means to our kids and how important it is, 
go to that banquet and get there at the end so you don't have to be there the whole four hours. But get there at the end and listen to the seniors, and you'll get it. What that what it means to those kids and how important it is, and it's and it's way more than just football. It's way more than just football. You know, and, and that's a great point. That's what Coach D always says. But that's that's the whole point of athletics in school and, and extracurricular exactly. activities. That's the whole point is to help develop a more rounded person uh, to enter adulthood. Definitely. That's the point. The point isn't to fill up your trophy case with hardware. Now, of course, that's great, and if you're playing, you want to do that. But, but, but that, that's not the ultimate mission, and, and that's what, what the best thing about Coach Darkman is he, he gets that, and that's what he's, he's attempting to do. The football is secondary. It's teaching young people to become better young men it, it, it is the, his primary focus. You do things the right way and you care about people, the results will follow. That's and, exactly right. And one other point I want to make, too, is Coach Darling doesn't cut anybody, and I think that's that's important too. You know, right. a lot most programs probably you have cuts, and you know you go through, and these guys get cut, and then these guys get cut, and yet you know, with him, I mean, if if you can stick it out, you, you get you get a jersey, and, and you're you're a blue darter, and I think that's an important point to make right too. Right on the back of the stadium, those who stay will be champions, and it doesn't mean you get the ring. It means you're going to be a champion on and off the field for the rest of your life. You got the you have the things that you need to be a champion in what you do, and that's what that means. And so a lot to get out of that. Just before, we got about two minutes before our next break. Well, Mr. Arnold, fast. we're speaking with Mr. Matt Arnold. He's the new principal of the pocket. What were some of the, the sports that you coached? Oh, let's see. Cross country, both girls and boys. Track, both girls and boys. Uh, girls basketball, helped out with boys basketball. And golf. That's great. It's, it's very. That's another well-rounded experience. Absolutely. Certainly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, anything else you'd like to share with us, Mr. Arnold? Just that it's been an awesome first impression um, here in my first month and a half, and I'm I'm so excited to see see everybody tonight and see some of the traditions that are in place tonight at the football game. And that's a great, another great point. Talking about traditions is Coach Darlington has a lot of great traditions. Sometimes we talk about, we don't get a chance to talk to him that much. There's a tradition about there's a player that will carry out the American flag. And that's just not a random player. That's something. That's a position that's earned. It's a highly esteemed position on the team. Another player will carry out the blue darter flag. Hmm. And that's another, uh, that's a position that's Correct. earned. That's a highly uh, esteemed position on the team. We've got traditional numbers um, and things like that. So, I mean, I think that that's another part of Coach Darlington's teaching process is instilling these, these very important values of hard work, persistence, teamwork, uh, respect. Um, and and um, that's just part of that, the way that he, he teaches those, those concepts. And the other thing is the band has brought back a tradition of being on the field when the, when the guys come out. That was something I think they did back in, in the day. And, and we kind of got away, with, away from that. And uh, uh, Mr. Langford has brought that back. We started again last year. And so, you know, the band is out. I think it's even, I think it's even cooler when the band's out there and they all come running out. Oh, as long as it doesn't look like that Stanford Cal thing, but uh, and run into, but but that was after, really, that was after the game. That was after the game, but uh, but it's or the last play. I think I love it, the last play. For, Actually, not after the game. For me, as a before the game coach, was over. For me, as a football coach, I just think it's cool. All those people are out there, and the kids are running in, out there into that, and the band's playing, and they're right in the middle. Of, it's so cool because I've been. I was at a mountain school. We didn't have a band. I had talk teacher to bring a drum out there just so we had some noise. But no, that's you know. a great point, Fred. Before we go to break, is that the, the game night atmosphere. <laughs> Apopka is, is a very unique experience, a powerful experience, and it's something that it, it is very advantageous. It's, it's a big part of the, the winning culture of, of the program. 
Well, friends, we're going to take another break. When we come back a little bit later, we'll speak with Coach Darlington. I want to thank Mr. Matt Arnold for joining us, and, of course, Fred Priest is here as well. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams coming to you live from the campus of Apopka High School. Fred Priest is here joining us. Of course, Joe Ferraro is here. And I want to thank Mr. Matt Arnold, the new principal at Apopka High School, for joining us. Of course, he's the one that makes the decision for us to come out here and do these shows and also to broadcast the games on Friday night. And we're very pleased that we're continue to, to be the hometown station, the hometown voice for Apopka Blue Darter football. That was the question you didn't ask. Did, did he have radio at any of his other schools? Well, of course not. Well, I mean, we already know the answer to that. Come on. So. And if they well, did, it wasn't worldwide. I can tell you well, that much. Well, you know, our listeners may not know that. We know that. Right. We're worldwide. That's what That's I'm, impressed. I'm impressed by that. You know, our guys over in Afghanistan can listen to this right. football game. That's great. You know, that's a, that's a great point, though. And it's a great point, Joe. We should we should make sure people know. Because sometimes we assume, I've been assuming here for about three years, that the whole world knew that, that our broadcasts were online. Well, last Friday night I learned from a you know, former outstanding football player and baseball player at Apopka and had no clue that games were online. Right, so he true. thought he lived since right. he lived outside the coverage area. Exactly. Couldn't hear the games. They so, couldn't hear the games. Yeah. I mean, you take a guy like a Zach Grinky or somebody like that. guy's been missing the game for three years. Right. <laughs> you know, but, but you take a guy like a Zach Grinky or somebody like that that, you know, uh, went to school here and he's, you know, when, when he can, he's been out here to those playoff games. and, and But he can listen to the game. You know, well, he can listen to any one of the games in the fall while he's still finishing up with baseball. So oh, they can. those kinds of things are you're good for and those do, guys. And do, and a lot of alumni, we get text every single week and Facebook post every single week from alumni all over the country and all over the world that, that, that are listening and, and, and I, really I enjoying can't, it. I know that they're busy on Friday nights a little bit before their games, but I can't imagine guys like Tez Ivey and uh, Chandler Cox and some of those guys that are you know going to play on Saturday afternoon, Friday night, I'm sure that they that they're not busy with a meeting or something that they're probably listening to what's going on with their blue darters. So. Well, yeah, not those. Haven't heard from those specific guys, but guys like Dazzy Morris has texted us during yes. ball games. Robert Thomas yep. texted us from Michigan That's last from year. Ferris State, uh, yeah. Rakeem right. Smith from wherever he was texted us. We, right. we get a, we got a lot of those guys listening and and letting us know about it. Uh, Jevrick Blocker, of course, yep. up in South Carolina. Exactly. So it's kind of cool that they can do that because you know years ago we could never do that. We got to call some. How'd the team do? You know, that kind of thing. But they, they stay in touch. And that's one more great point, though, is that, you know, the, 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 the quote, Orlando schools, they don't have radio broadcast. No. You know, Winter Park High, you know, doesn't have radio broadcast. No. Uh, Lake Mary, Lake right. Brantley, they right. don't have radio broadcast. Exactly. So, I mean, that's something that's really, really cool. unique and really special. Yeah. Which just, it just adds to the uniqueness and specialness of a Popka. No question. High school. Yeah, no question. That's right. You know, hey, we've patted ourselves on the back. That's been good. And uh, and when Dick Coach Darlington gets here, he's been crowned. Uh, we've we've we, we've been saying nice things about him. Yeah. We, we got to make sure when he gets here that we don't say nice uh, yeah, exactly. things about him. Exactly. But because we don't want him, course, he, he'll never. You. Yeah, he's always humble anyway. But um, yeah, you know, tonight before he gets here, tonight is going to be 
I'm, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited about football being back. I'm, you know, I, but you know, I'm an old football coach, and we've been sitting here for how long without football? And it's time, you know. We get it's going to be fun, and you know, we, we like I said before, we got a lot of high expectations for our football team. Which every year, you know, when you're 16 years straight in the playoffs, you, that happens. Even if you're not even good, you're going to think that you might be, and and so it's going to be fun just getting back into football. And Fred, before we uh, before coach. D joins. I'd like to ask you about a couple of these these questions. Of course, we talked about the whole the the law, the new state law that the open borders, if you will, um, mm. last time. And but I want to talk to you about the new rule <laughs> that Coach D addressed um, before, in which I, I'll ask him about tonight today. But you know, where there's now a rule from the high school, Florida High School Athletic Association that you can only have contact, live contact at football practice for a total of 80 minutes a week. A week. Mm-hmm. Not a day, a not week. A day. Right. And, and you can't have uh, live contact on consecutive days. Um, I'd like to get your thoughts as a and as a former football coach. And, and let me just say this. I don't think anybody's trying to kill football. I don't think – I think that, that the pendulum has swung so far to be safe. Okay, so I think the people's hearts are in the right place, or they think they're trying to do the right thing. However, you know, what I think, and I don't know, I could be wrong at the end of the day, but I'd like to see the data. But I think when you take kids who are learning to play the game, and what I mean by learning to play, I don't mean just learning plays, the but learning how you right. had, fundamentals of staying, blocking and tackling, and doing them safely. And you take minutes away from doing that live, okay? It's one thing to talk about it. It's one thing to watch film and how it's done. It's one thing to walk through at half speed, but to do it full speed, that's my concern. Now, I get it. I mean, what they're trying to do is you full speed so many times for so long, and you're just taking on chances. I get all that. But at the same time, it's going to be interesting to see the data of what happens when you suit up on Friday night, and now you're going live, 100% live, 75, 80 plays on both sides of the ball, and you don't have that that time put in behind it to learn how to protect yourself, to learn what it looks like going live for those periods of time, uh, and all of a sudden now you're going to. I mean, to me, it's or like the endurance, taking a the endurance kid that comes with it. Taking a kid who's just learned to drive and throwing him out on the freeway <laughs> around Washington D.C. <laughs> Go, yeah. you know, and it's like you've driven. Go. No, but but I'm not ready for all of this, and that's what my concern is. And what will be the re- result, and what will the injuries look like uh, on Friday nights as a result of that? I don't know. Like I've got to know what it feels like, like to get well, hit. Well, that's, that's a great Correct. point, but well, two points. One, yeah, what they always used to tell us. Now, they may, they may have been exaggerating, but what they always used to, used to say was, well, you've got to have a lot of, lot of hitting because to get you in, in shape. For, for, no the games the let, let me give you an example. So, let, let me I mean, you, you take a, that away. <laughs> let me give you a real example. When my first year at the first academy, we were getting ready to play our first game. It was this time of the year. In fact, this week happened to us here. For the first time ever, we were inside some portion of practice every day because of lightning. They had to go in. Okay. Well, that happened to me at the first academy. It was like every day we were. In, in fact, the week of the game, we start. We practiced at five o'clock in the morning to avoid mm. it. You know, and I actually jokingly said to the team, the guy we were playing from, St. Edwards out of Vero Beach, I said, if we played you indoors, I think we could beat you. But I think we're in trouble. And we were. I mean, they came out and they ran over us full speed like we didn't know where we were or what we were doing. You know, and we ended up the third rated team in the state by the time it was over with. Our kids learned. 
but we didn't learn enough before that first game. And I think those are the real things. Now, you can say, well, everybody's in the same boat. Everybody's practicing the same. You know, I think it's going to hurt teams like us more. It's going to hurt somebody else because our kids are used to practicing that way. Other kids, they may have already been practicing that way anyway to a certain extent. They don't go hard. You know, exactly. You know, exactly. You know, there's a lot of kids that can play football at some schools that couldn't play football here. I'm just saying. I'm just telling you. Because you know, our kids go to college and it's easy. I'm just telling you. You ask Tez Ivey and you ask you know, those guys that are playing high-level SEC football right now, and those practices aren't even any harder than what they see here. So. I think it'll hurt us a little bit more if we're just talking about us. I, I'm not for that rule yet. I get why they're doing it. I just don't know what's going to happen on Friday nights when all of a sudden everybody's going live full speed and they're not ready for it. No, That's I think, my rant. No, I agree with you, and I think that um, yeah. it's got multiple negative possible implications. One, the most obvious is, okay, you break it all down, what is football? It's blocking and tackling. Mm-hmm. That's what the game is, blocking Correct. and tackling. Okay, we, we, how, do you, how do you get good at or how do you how do you learn? How do you right. learn, and then after you learn, get good at blocking and tackling by by blocking and tackling. Blocking. Yeah, and it, there's a big emphasis on the tackling, as you know. You know, uh, the guy from Seattle. I'm forgetting his name now, but you know, there's a big emphasis on this on tackling, and there's this film and this, and it's good. It's all good. But I'm watching it, and, and I'm watching this film, and I'm looking at it, and going. That's how I taught tackling 20 years ago. I mean, it really is. The t- the terms are different, and w- how they say each phase of it, it's different. It, but when you did it, and that's the same way I taught it, We what I did is I, we lined all of our kids up. We filmed it, and we did that just so everybody could see. We taught it right, and we filmed it, and we walked through it, and we did it. Well, you know what? I never saw a tackle like that on the field, maybe once or twice during a season, that you got that perfect fit tackle, and none of them were ever in slow motion. You know, you got to do that stuff live and learn how to do it live, and it takes repetition. You know, you, it's like the Bible says, it's not enough to know. You got to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer of the word. That's right. No, exactly. So, no, I think it, it, as you're picking up there, the repetition is part of getting good. Uh, achieving success, being successful, you take that equation away, I think it's just going to lead to sloppy play all across the board. And anything that you do. I mean, it applies to everything you do. That repetition just makes you better. I mean, I don't know, guys. And even with depth, okay, you only have 80 minutes for live contact. It's going to be the first team guys. What about the second and third team guys? I mean, how are they going to get reps? They're probably not going to get it reps. So, you know, at some point, some of those guys are going to play. Billy just twisted the ankle. You're in. Well, how many live no, reps no, no, does he No, they're not prepared. None. None. <laughs> you know, not many. You know, that's the truth. It's just the truth of the matter. If if my kids are only getting 80 live minutes, then i got to make sure, it's my duty to make sure that those kids that I know that are going to be on the field Friday night have got those 80 minutes. So what does that do to number two? He doesn't, he's not got 80 minutes, I can promise that's right. you. right. Now, maybe he can speak more to it because he's the expert, but we'll let him speak Well, to since it. Coach D is here, why don't we go ahead and take the break now, and then when we come back from break, we'll speak with Coach Darlington on Blue Daughter Sports Central. We'll be right back. What's that? It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Daughter Sports Central. Coming to you live from the campus of Apopka High School. It's great to have Apopka's new principal, Mr. Matt Arnold, join us earlier in the show. Fred Priest is here joining us, of course, still. And right now we're joined by, pleased to be joined by Coach Rick Darlington on Blue Daughter Sports Central. And of course, we've got the preseason game tonight versus Lake City, Columbia. You can hear all the action at 7 p.m. right here on 1520 WBZW and 1520WBZW.com. 
Coach, it's great to see you. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. And, of course, the, the fan, for the Blue Darter fans, it's been a long summer. They're you know, eagerly anticipating the new season. What can you share with them about the, the team? I'm sure they're very curious about where the team is right now. Can What, what can you tell them? I think we're curious about where the team is. I know, right? Is too. <laughs> I, I mean, tonight we'll find out a little bit more. You know, we uh, we always have a good off season, and, and then we go into spring. Had a really, really good spring, I felt, one of the best ones we've had. Summer camp, FCA camp, good. Had a scrimmage last week against Bishop Moore, Eastridge, and Osceola. I felt that went well. So I think that the the, the benchmarks going up to the season have been positive. And, uh, and so tonight's just kind of another preseason test, you know, because it doesn't count. And we're playing a really good opponent. You know, last year they went 12-2 and and lost in the state semifinals in 7A, so... They're a really good team, usually are. So we'll find out a lot tonight. You know, I guess we're as curious as everyone else is. Now, can you talk about how you approach, would approach the game? I know some coaches want to play a lot of guys. Other coaches stay with their starters. Some coaches, you know, experiment a little bit. Some coaches just go with their their regular offense. Some play, go vanilla. I mean, no, what, what is your go approach play. to the game? I, I think we just go play. I, I'm not trying to hide stuff. I'm not trying to look at a lot of guys. We've been looking at a lot of guys for five months. <laughs> you know, by now we pretty much know who can play. And, uh, you know, due to some injuries, you know, we might do some different things offensively just due to personnel. You know, we have a few guys out for various reasons. And so that's the only thing that might limit us a little bit offensively what we show, not trying to hide something, but, you know, just having the personnel to do it, do it well. You know, defensively, we seem to be pretty much full strength. So, you know, we'll just go in and play the game. You know, last year we were up 35 to nothing, and so we got to play the twos and stuff like that. And so uh, I don't anticipate that being the case again. <laughs> and so we'll just go out there and play. And, you know, because we want to get into a game of competition and see how we respond to competition and potentially adversity. And so I'd rather fight through it. You know, and see what we're going to be made of, as opposed to saying, "Okay, after three quarters, it's time for the JV to play." I've never really liked those deals. Yeah, it's almost like uh, you don't you don't hope that bad things go bad. But I know we always used to say, you know, in a football game, there, there's going to be two and a half sudden reversals per game. You know, something's going to happen, and you almost like Coach is talking about. I think you almost hope that something does go, so you see how you're going to react to it. You know, Coach, is it's one of those things. I think. Uh, Every year you're like, you know, we're done hitting each other, right? I mean, it's like, let's go hit somebody else. Oh, yeah, uh, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. And, uh, you know, it'll be hot. We're starting games now seven. at 7. Yeah. And so. I didn't vote for that, by the way. I just no, that's of the devil, I yeah. think. I think that's definitely. <laughs> no, I, I do too. Some sort of satanic them. thing. Yeah. But because uh, what's going to happen is it's like you're going to play like the whole first half in the sunlight. Yep. So, so much for Friday Night Lights. Yep. And we're like, okay, it's Friday Night, second half lights. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't like it. I mean, the good news is we don't have to take up all their time before. That's a half hour that we can not have to occupy from school into yeah, right. the game. Right. So that end of it I like. <laughs> but I'd rather play in the darkness. You yeah. know, I don't really like playing games in the light. Yeah. You know, but you know it's going to rain. I don't care what the weather says. It rains every day. <laughs> every day this week, we either had to practice in the gym or had some sort of a lightning delay or a rain delay to get on the field. I told them all that, four days in a row. I told them if we played inside, we'd have a good chance. <laughs> yeah. If we play in the gym, we're we pretty good. We're pretty good in that gym. 
Oh, man. Coming into the season, we got, just to talk about some position groups and players we got back, two guys that have played a lot in the backfield, Dimitri Birch and Deshaun Massey. Can you talk a little bit about those guys? Um, yeah, both those guys are guys that have been in the mix, it seems like, forever. You know, they both played varsity as freshmen and then helped us win a state championship as sophomores. Last year were key, key, key parts of our attack. You know, the last three years we've had each season three 1,000-yard rushers. And I'm sure that's never been done before, to have three in the same season three years in a row. And it's not just three good guys. It's been six different players. And so we've really run the ball well. And those two guys have been back-to-back 1,000-yard guys. And so that was the thing that, uh, you know, those guys are really talented. They're, they're guys that have been in the battles and played in a lot of games. And, you know, they're, they're going to be a big, a big key to what we do. We're really glad that they're back and definitely will miss those guys, no doubt. When those guys graduate, we, our top four skill guys right now are on offense are seniors. And they're pretty sporty. And so when they're done, it's going to be a sad day, you know. I'm, that might be my last game here. You know what I hear that? I yeah. might be coaching the, the uh, Lake Nona senior midgets. Chris, you know those people out there are going, reload. You know, yeah, there'll be another crop Sandler coach. Cox. Don't, don't worry. Yeah, there ain't, no, there, no, there ain't some, nothing to reload with. That's yeah. the thing. We're always looking for the next it, group of guys. Who's going to be that guy? That's you right. You know, I mean. I'm always looking but for the next group of But guys. I'm going to compliment Coach and his staff, though. They've done a great job of doing that, though. They oh, have found that guy. And you guys, we've talked about that before. Sure and I go back to Robert Smith. And a lot of them aren't, <laughs> are, are not eye test guys either. Yeah, they, I go they're, back. They're anti-eye test guys. I go back to Robert Smith because that. Robert, that, Robert Thomas. I mean, Thomas. I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew Robert yeah, Smith. Yeah, we knew who you meant. Well, at least Coach knew. That was a big thing. Yeah. But, um, but Robert Good Thomas Robert that year. Smith. Robert <laughs> was, a, it was he. those two guys were not even looked at. You know, as a running back, he was a very average free safety, and because of injuries, we put him in at tailback. And what happened was, it was halftime of the Oak Ridge game; we were losing, and I grabbed him and JJ Simmons. I said, "Hey, do you remember your freshman plays from single wing?" He goes, "Yeah, coach. There's only five of them." I go, "Okay, second half. You play tailback. You play wingback." Well, here we go. I didn't know it, but I got it backwards. JJ was the tailback on the oh, freshman. Robert right. was the wingback. I, I didn't know that, and I put him in the wrong positions. But still, thirteen and a half games later, Robert Thomas had two thousand three hundred seventy-one yards rushing. Eight A player of the year broke all kinds of records. <laughs> One scholarship offer. Yeah, wow. To, to the rival of my school, Ferris my State, college, Ferris State University. Yeah, I root for Robert every game, but a lot of heart. Absolutely. But I, but to go back, I, I really commend Coach Starlington and his staff. Because that doesn't just happen because you threw Robert in there and, and Robert was all this great guy. He was a great guy, no question about it. But our staff does a great job of adjusting on the run. They do a great job from play to play adjusting on the run like no other staff. And I think that's important that you know people know that. That you know I'm sure they do. Coach, who, who were the other two guys? Senior. Jordan Thompson. He transferred before his junior year from Wesley Chapel. And he's a, really, he's a big strong back. And has really had a great off season, and I think he's going to be a good, have a good year. And then Demaris August transferred from Wakiva, and uh, he's more of a receiver. So we'll do some stuff with him, like run reverses and screens, and you know he's got some good ball skills. He probably makes the most plays in practice that make us go ooh and ah. So receiver, 
receiver. We have those? And we threw for a whopping <laughs> 307 yards last year in 12 games. That's amazing. No, I should have talked about that at a crying towel that I might have won. Absolutely. We would have had a chance. <laughs> you know, one thing you did talk about that um, – like to, you know, if you'd like to share with us, to, it's just about the, the, we talked a little bit before we went on the air about the, the rule about 80 minutes of hitting at practice uh, during a week. Well, Can you again, we that? can't call it hitting. We can't call it right. contact. You know, dancing is contact. Right. Hitting is boxing. So it's, it's defined as live contact. And that's tackling the ball carrier to the ground. Well, we don't do that 80 minutes a week anyway, so I'm not concerned with it. You know, we're going to go out and practice the way we practice. And we're going to take care of our guys. We're going to make sure they don't get concussions. We're going to have, make them have a strong neck. We wear those guardian padded caps. We do everything we can. So the thing that bothered me was is they didn't ask us as coaches for input. They just came down with this rule from above. Here's your new practice guidelines. And I felt that was disrespectful because I think there's some coaches in the state that could kind of give you some good advice on how to do that. But we weren't asked. We were told. Coach, real quickly, tonight, um, uh, like a game, live game, we're going kicking and everything, live game. Well, we were thinking about going two-hand touch on the kickoff. Nah. <laughs> well, that's what the NFL is going to start well, doing. when we kick to them, it's two-hand touch. <laughs> when they kick to us, it's like they have to tackle Everybody. But they can only cover with seven guys. <laughs> Four have got to take a knee. So I'm assuming we are going everything live. <laughs> Some interesting rules. I, right? I, I assume we are. Okay. Well, Coach, thank you for joining us. <laughs> yeah, man. Fred, Good. thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Fred, Good luck tonight, Coach. Thank we'll be you. right before we sign up. We want to remind you once again, get the game right here 7 p.m. It's not 7.30 like usual. It's 7 p.m. Here at all, right here on 1520 WBCW, Joe Ferraro, and I will have the action for you. And of course, you can get it at 1520WBCW.com online or with the 1520WBCW app. Download it today. You can hear hear us online across Florida, around the USA, and around the world on 1520WBCW.com. Well, Joe, any, any predictions for this season? Yes, they're going all the way. We will be at the Citrus Bowl. Well, he's, my, called it bef- he's called it before. I'm telling you, mine's always the same. If we can get more points here, team, we're probably going to win. <laughs> well, Fred, thanks for another great show. Joe, thank you. Thanks to Alan in the studio. Friends, tune us in tonight on 1520 WBZW for Pocket Football. Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station.